Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bear Hill Club podcast coming at you on the Wednesday Night Paul live stream. Greg here, joined by Garrett and Scott. How's it going, my boys? Uh, after you. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, everything is going well. I am back at work, and it sucks. I'm doing really good. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm having a, I'm having a good day. Uh, I had had wrestling yesterday. I had to wrestle on Monday. Really good sessions. I'm just, uh, I'm pretty hyped about the week. That's great to hear, man. <laughs> I, I think uh, Greg's biggest mistake was giving me uh, giving you control, like, co like, control. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wait, Scott, you've got control, right? I do, yes, but I'm nice. <laughs> he's, he's the, yeah, he's the face of this podcast, not me. You I'm, here with, a re- I'm here with face, a rescuer's man. mug. Uh, uh, nothing, nothing screams likable fella quite like that. I am, I am here with a bootleg uh, Overwatch spray T-shirt. Yeah, I did. I, I stolen from someone yeah. on Redbubble. So. <laughs> So uh, you know, not only dead game, uh, but also stolen merchandise. So that's full heel if if I've ever heard it. Well, if you're if we're talking dead T-shirts, I'm currently we- uh, wearing a uh, Kellogg's cornflakes T-shirt. Um, you get supporting... that from Top Shop. You... Uh, yes. Oh no, not Top <laughs> Shop. It was Primark. Sorry, it was oh, Primark. Okay, Primark. I'm wearing. You didn't even win it in a box or anything. You just got it no. from Primark. I'm currently yeah. wearing some very rare merchandise from Primark at the moment. Ooh. Because I don't know if you heard boys and people in the UK. They did they did a collab with Greg's, the Bakers. And the Newcastle shop was one of the first places to do it. And stuff awesome. sold out really quickly. But I've got some joggers on. And they're pretty damn comfortable. Well, stand up. Give us a twirl. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm afraid if you're going to say you got some joggers on, we're going to have to see Greg and the Greg's joggers. There's the logo. Oh! Man. It's like, wait, wait. Can I get it? it. I was really hoping he was going to turn and there would be like a sausage roll on the arse. Yeah, I was thinking, like coming (laughs) out of the pocket. (laughs) That's dope. Yeah, yeah. No, they've been. I'd buy the shit. That's amazing. Yeah, it's um, a very rare... Like they're only doing it in a few shops, and the Newcastle one's one of the first, obviously, because that's where the chain's from. And it's like selling out like that. Like we went in on Saturday, there was just like three pairs of joggers just slowly sat there. But they've I, got like shirts, like, uh, hats, everything. I just had like a dystopian Mad Men flashback <laughs> to the point where, like, when did they trick us into uh, just being billboards for them? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's been good. That's been a trend since what the two thousands when you could get like a Jack Daniels T shirt, Coca Cola. Yeah. Well, speaking of T shirts, let's talk about why not? Let's talk about some wrestling T shirts. What's the best ones you have? Uh, what are some? Have you? Has anyone ever been like, oh, cool shirt or shit shirt? For example, yesterday at wrestling, uh, I I haven't had time to do washing in a while, so I was wearing a Young Bucks shirt. Um, Fucking Mark. Someone someone <laughs> someone said something about like doing a super kick and then t- looked at me and was like. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you tried a super kick yet is that going to be part of the repertoire oh i've been doing super kicks with scott forever i've been since, doing super kicks with scott for since, since the, the dawn of we, time yeah since the moment yeah. we we uh bonded over wrestling we were just doing super kicks and the shinsuke nakamura dips we're all yeah. over london all over london yeah. very good yeah uh i think i have a pretty decent super kick i think it's all right especially like for my height as well it's not too bad. 
I'm relatively limber with my right leg. My left leg can uh, might as well be amputated, to be honest. <laughs> Mine's certainly getting there. I can. Uh, I have. A, I have a, a, a friend uh, uh, who Garrett may know from Story Boys called Rob. He's six foot six foot six, and I can get to his head with a super kick. So I'm just like, that can be my one move. The young bucks managed to make a gimmick out of it a couple of years ago, so uh, that could be my one move. They they killed the business, don't you know? Blah, 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 blah. We'll probably uh, I I want to do the audiobook version of killing the business eventually on the book club, uh, the bear hug book club. Themselves? I think they do. I believe they both they both do a reading of that one. Um, oh. When the Moxley one comes out, that's when I especially want an audiobook form, um, just because. Well, It'd be really interesting back. to just just have okay. him go on it. I want to you got to the hardback? I've got the hardback coming. should be here any day now. But I would like to get the audio version, especially if he's the one reading it. My my headphones cut out, but I assume it was you being hyped about hearing John Moxley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking uh, of the book club, I mean, I started yeah. reading Foley's book if you're not aware, we've got a book club now. The first book's Mick Foley's first biography. Started reading it the other day, and I've nearly finished it again. I forgot how good that book was. Won't go see too deep into it, but yeah, I've been fairly enjoying going back through it for like the fourth or fifth time now. Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity yet. I've got some time on Sunday after uh, my uh, wrestling school show on Saturday. Sold out at the Plymouth Guildhall. Hey, uh, so I I'm obviously new to the... I've, I've done... I think I've done ten. That was my tenth session yesterday. Uh, I I have a I have a tradition currently where, with a sharpie on my uh, knee pads, I score off every time I do a session. I don't think anyone has noticed yet, and if they have, they're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" But I'm doing it anyway uh, because it looks good on the behind the scenes videos I'm doing. Um, but yeah, the they sent out to our group like a, a big PDF of like. Because people are helping set up on the Friday, and then everyone's helping early on the Saturday, all the way through the show, and then help afterwards, etc. So I'm going up on the Saturday um, from about 11 in the morning to 11 at night, and then I think we've got the venue afterwards. We can have a few drinks and stuff. And uh, they don't know me very well yet, or like the person doing it doesn't know me very well yet, so I, com I completely understand. But I look at it, and I'm like, ah, I'm litter picking all day. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I won't complain. I will pay my dues, but I will definitely use it in a promo a year down the line. Come on, you got you got to pay your dues. You're you're a young boy, Garrett. You know you've got to be you got to be doing all the really horrible jobs, making the brews, picking up litter, yeah, handing out flyers, doing the laundry. Yeah. yeah, and and now that these podcasts are going out there, and you're talking about your journey, this technically counts as a promo. Um, so it, it, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to shoot. I'm shooting right now on... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to shoot right now on... Wait. I don't I probably won't say anyone's... Uh, Carl. The name of the guy. The, <laughs> Carl was actually the other guy I was going to talk about. He's, uh, he's great. And I had a match with Carl and he, he's, he's really cool. That was like when Carl. I had like the match with the uh, last week. Uh, but no, uh, Ed. Uh, Ed, um, uh, becoming friends with Ed, you know, messaged him a few times. Um, uh, he's from China. And he he like is very very brunt and to the point. So 
we're like we're like fairly good friends i messaged him before talked to him the day before and i was like he said he's having a bad week so i was like you know hope you're doing well and he was like thanks man uh, we both get there first and we're like chatting all this kind of thing have a have a great thing his he he is like like getting way better and way better his selling like week after week is is really good and he in their little match right um that they were doing him and uh kurt rain who i think debuted very recently really sick gear and he makes really nice shirts whatever uh they hit he hit this running knee that everyone on the outside was like holy fuck that was so good it was like fucking kenny omega level running knee and it wasn't and then he just did it and then he got up and did a crossbody for the finish and we we're all like no no it was so good <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after the match, he rolls out and then he just points at me and goes, I need a left home. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ne thing, never man. explained this to me before, <laughs> but it just, it was just basically, it was just like, I'm coming in your car. So yeah, uh, that was my, that, does that count as shooting? Everyone says shoot interview these days. Uh, or like, this guy shoots on this guy, but he's just like, yeah, he's a really cool guy. I had a great time. I feel like... I think it's I think it's because shoot is like a very violent sounding verb. It always sound, people get flashbacks of like CM Punk shooting on WWE on Colt Cabana's podcast. But that, most of the time, like all it really means is to tell the truth about or to spill the beans about. And most of the time, because people are very civil and professional in the wrestling business, they're usually like, oh, yeah, they got my nerves on tour by, uh, you know, like being being loud in the dressing room. But then we sorted things out and they're actually really nice. And I appreciate the work they're currently doing. I'm like, gonna oh, shoot. shoot. This will be all shoot over on Edward. Talk. I'm shooting on Edward right now. He's really yeah, right. nice, and he's really <laughs> nice to me. Ooh, I hope, I hope he has a good day. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like a wrestle talk or whatever. I was gonna say, I feel, I feel like wrestle talk and Kohalik and all those other places kind of ruined the idea of a shoot. Like yeah. it's just become a clickbaity thing where you where you see it and you think, oh, there's some dirt going on here, and it turns out to be nothing, yeah. nothing at all. Well, like when we started watching wrestling, or when I started watching, because they they were watching it before I was, and they introduced me to it. They being this guy, um, you know, we watched Cultaholic, uh, but well, we watched Watch Culture, right? And before they moved over yeah. to um, Cultaholic, and that's kind of like where we got our news from. We'd like wake up in the morning, play some wrestling. Uh, be like, oh, new Cultaholic video, throw it on the TV, and we'd be like, oh, cool. Um, but now that I'm like, you know, I read the newsletter, I read um, uh, Fightful and all of this kind of thing, and I like, I then see it go onto Twitter, and then people talk about it on Twitter, and then I see it go onto someone else's story, and then I see it go onto a YouTube video, and I'm like, it's like Chinese whispers where you're yeah. like, we're like. Mm, I, it's not the same story that it was there. Like we had um, uh, the Renee interview with was it Dax? I forget if it was Dax or Cash. Was it both of FDR? Or was it just one of them? I think it was just one. It might have been um, Dax. I think. Yeah, I haven't been able to catch the whole thing, but I kept. Uh, I, I've only listened to like little snippets. Um, but like I listened to it, and he he talks about how uh, the Raw twenty five and how rough that was, and. Uh, and how the story about Shawn Michaels or whatever, he 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 doesn't say it with like uh, venom in his voice or anything. He's just like, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. I mean, you know, that 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 Shawn did this behind my back and uh, or like, you know, uh, spoke about me that way. And then go down the line to the YouTube videos and it's like, 
it's like he wants to kill Shawn Michaels. Like there's real there's back there's heat. It's so hot, there's heat. It's um, the fact that we're, we're gonna we're gonna stumble across it in our YouTube feed in a bit. It's like Garrett wants to run Ed over in his car. It's like, <laughs> 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 yeah. no, no, I, I do get what you mean, Garrett, as well. We, when when you're on Twitter and you see like a story slowly change, like a word would alter only slightly, and then someone else would take it, and then it would just keep going in that direction until yeah. It, it, it's, it's almost like um, each quote retweet adds a little bit of context, maybe not from the story, but from somewhere else, right? So, mm. I'm when I'm when I'm listening to that story, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's a bit of a shitty thing for him to do. And then uh, David Bixenspan is like, is like, yeah, his his uh, a top twenty list of everything wrong Shawn Michaels has done. Uh, and it's like and then it's like it's like it's like yeah I, well yeah i guess it's kind of yeah all right fair enough and then the next person is like is like yeah but he, he was nice to all of these people and like well yeah i guess uh, I, um he hits a good super kick and and that's all i can i'll say about him i won't yep sexy boy he's so just a, a sexy boy toy. not a boy toy <laughs> Yeah, context is a is a funny, funny thing when it's something like wrestling journalism, where wrestlers are spending most of their day training and and having their own social lives, and then and wrestling, and then promoting, and then marketing a brand for their merch, and then contract discussions upon booking upon all this stuff they barely get a time in the day to do a journalism interview so when they do and since there's so many journalists looking at wrestling yeah it's it's a it's it makes for a weird landscape it, it there's a weird like sort of in between um once you get to the the big leagues you know uh, wwe or whatever you're not a promoter anymore like mm. really uh but but like, even if your job title in a lower thing, you know, like like my Reach Wrestling sold out Guildhall Plymouth this Saturday, or uh, you could watch the Unit Ten show at seven PM tonight on their YouTube channel. Even the promoter there is just one of the promoters. You as a wrestler, you are the promoter. You're promoting yourself and your match and your opponents and you know your tag team, whoever else. Um, and there's like a, a, a weird middle ground as you go up, like Gabriel Kidd, if you don't know what's happening with, what happening with Gabriel Kidd, right? He's just sort of breaking out. He went to, um, you've probably seen him wrestle like it, uh, around and about, but he's sort of completely changed his look, like stepped up to the next level, went to train under um, New Japan in America, I think, in the LA Dojo. Um, which would be under, you know, the wrestler himself. Uh, and then he went on a podcast and just, I, I don't know the entire ins and outs of it, but some people think he put his foot in it and then he got some shit on Twitter and to the point where it spiraled to the point where he needs to take some time off for like, you know, mental health reasons. So there, there is an in-between where I think that... Uh, in a WWE where you're not the promoter and you don't have to be that 
outward side i suppose and you don't have to try and sell it like you don't have to try and put a match together by just making heat on twitter and getting misconstrued um yeah i don't know there's there's probably a, a big conversation there that we can talk about and 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 use of it uh there are people who use social media right people who use social media wrong i remember Absolutely. one tweet very recently from will osprey where he was like somebody somebody i don't know fucking diddled a kid and he was like he was like i don't support cancel culture but that's like will (laughs) 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 now look i don't support cancel culture but what hitler was doing was wrong (laughs) (laughs) and i trained where he trained so it's fine We're, uh, we're best mates um, <laughs> He's my best friend. I'm not shooting on him. I'm not shooting on him. I just think that. No, no, you are. Because then we can have a match <laughs> <Yeah>. with him. <laughs> Garrett yeah. wants to run over Will Ospreay in his car. <laughs> by, by the time I think I could get to a level in a company where they're like, oh, uh, and then three people get injured to the point where they're like, you and Ospreay, because we've got Ospreay booked and you're the only one that can do it. By the point I'm there, Ospreay's probably going to be. Uh, well, I say Osprey would be like forty-five, but that would make me like forty. So um, that's when it would be. What's this journey gonna take for you? <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> like seriously, they'll use clips of this juice. in the. Uh, I've got to earn my dues. I've got I mean... to pick up litter at the Reach Wrestling Plymouth show at the Guildhall, sold out this Saturday. <laughs> I mean, our goal is just to get every wrestler so mad at you that when you do face them, it's not going to be good news for you. I mean, so far it's Del Rio, now it's Osprey. Yep. We're just gonna keep building on that list. Yeah, the whole of Norwich. Oh, the whole city of Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. Paige is not gonna be happy about that. (laughs) Basically, the whole Uh, Knight family are gonna kill you. And I'm even Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh will come back (laughs) and beat the shit out of me. Uh, Nick Frost is gonna what was it? Roll a bowling ball into my nuts or whatever it was. I can't remember what the bit in the movie was. Um, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm pretty sure it was that. He was talking was to the other ball. thing. He was like, he was like, you take a ball. That, that's like the funniest scene. The dick. He like keeps yeah. hitting him with stuff, and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's all right with that. Uh, a friend, a friend of mine's in that movie as well. Uh, he plays the blind guy in uh, Norwich. Uh, his name is Jack Goldborn. Uh, he's a he's a good he's a good acting boy. Um, actually I, blind? Shoot blind? Uh, not not actually blind. Not actually blind. Put on blind. Um, but uh, it, when he said he was in it, I was like, okay, maybe he has like one or two speaking lines. No, he's like a recurring character with a couple of. Well, lines. He, he's like a big emotional. Yeah. He's like a, almost an emotional heart. There's, there's a bit where like, I think she goes back to it because she's lost love for it, and then she sees him wrestling, and she's like, you know what, this wrestling thing is pretty good. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, I think it's more for the brother, isn't it? Because they, they've got the two different arcs. That... Well, he's he's training the brothers, training the blind guy, isn't he? And yeah, but then like yeah. she's like the whole thing is like those kids kind of depend on the brother, and because he oh yeah, because his he, he kind of spirals. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Mm. But I will say is... that film is is really, really, really good. I think really it's good. fucking good. Really good. It definitely dra- dramatizes a lot of what happens, and anyone who like I mean... knows the story or or knows the story anyone who's sort of relatively familiar will be like that's not exactly when that happened or how that happened but you know i think in terms of uh like the screenplay for it how they've edited it all down edited that story down really fucking yeah. good 
really you're right. I mean, we, we could be those snarky wrestling fans watching it going, oh, actually, I think you're fine. Um, but that didn't happen. Actually, she was <laughs> NXT uh, women's champion. <laughs> but um, no, I, I agree. Like, I think I think because the whole idea was it wasn't just trying to appeal to wrestling fans. It was to appeal to a wider audience. So naturally, cutting down the story a little bit just to have this more concise narrative works well for it. And you still get the crux of what it was. It was this, like girl from England who came from a wrestling family who were basically booking next to no shows into their own territory and made it to become one of the biggest stars in WWE. It was it's yeah. a pretty interesting story. Yeah. And speaking to Jack about like the process, because I think I was I was drunk when I asked him, uh, I was like, oh, did you meet The Rock? <laughs> he was like, no. No, Scott, but I did meet Nick Frost, so oh, that's lovely. on you. That's you? honestly, I would genuinely rather meet Nick Frost than I would The Rock. Yeah, apparently he's like the most humble, nice. It's I know these are like all kind of very typical, very almost tropish at this point to say like, oh, I met such and such celebrity and they were very humble and nice, as if. So what you're saying, what you're saying is your friend, uh, your friend didn't shoot on uh, on Mr. Frost. Um, well, uh, you, you you can hear it here fo uh, first, folks, uh, as your. Um, journalistic insight to this story uh he said he wanted to run over nick frost with his car um... Oh, good 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 good. that's what that's what we were looking for there's the fucking title of the youtube video <laughs> just a silhouette silhouette of nick frost and someone going <laughs> uh i'm simon gonna have such peg, fun making simon peg coming out and saying uh i did it for nick frost <laughs> <laughs> too far is a bit too far maybe um no, no i like it all right well that that was a tangent that went from uh wrestling merch uh who hate uh, people that hate me and then meeting nick frost and many things in between um what a roller coaster this is a lovely little one it was a great time it was a great oh, time it's a great time oh. While we're on the subject of the whole sort of uh, wrestling films, what is your favorite kind of wrestling portrayed in other media, excluding Fight With My Family and obviously The Wrestler? So, like, the two biggest examples. Like, anything from TV or a film or whatever. Uh, I'll have you know, it's obviously Spider-Man. I got you for three minutes, Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic one. It's so it's it's, it's, so it's great because in the in the Sam Raimi universe, wrestling is is legit. Like wrestling yeah. is like non scripted, actually real. Like, arguably, wrestling is the reason Uncle Ben dies. You know? Yeah. Nothing gets more kayfabe than that. If he wasn't having to wait for Peter after that library visit, wouldn't be dead. Yeah, there you go. There you, you go, go. Here, folks. Um, um, I think a favorite one of mine because I watched it again the other day, and I've put, I've, I've put a clip on our socials is the Future Armor episode where Bender enters the Ultimate Robot fighting. Sure, mainly because like they, the, the jokes and that the oh, they get it like when he fights the foreigner, he cuts that promo and goes, "I'm not from around here. I have different customs. Look at my crazy passport." It's like that's like every foreign import yeah, fucking ever. like For, it, it's. It's a it's a it's a joke, but like it's a it's a stereotype because it's exactly what happens. Like 
basically it's 100 percent it. how uh people still book people to this day if you go to a little a little show with 50 people you will find some guy from greece who has been booked as a like an iranian man uh to be like you know some terrorist character that the booker is like this is genius no one has ever done this before. I'm gonna be. <laughs> this is gonna break out. I mean, it's like it's like even when it's something like like the French Canadian, they'll just be like, "Ah, oh, well, you speak a bit of French. We'll just go all out with the French aspect of that." Sure, sure. Yeah. You're the Mountie. You're gonna be. Uh... <laughs> when was the last good French gimmick? Remember a good French gimmick? The last one uh... I remember was like Rene Dupree. La Resistance. Sure. Mm, that, I don't know why. A... I don't know why my mind can't go to wrestling, and all I'm thinking of is uh, a bomb voyage from The Incredibles. Oh please, <laughs> Monsieur Incroyable! <laughs> Incredible! I love that film so much. I could I could be here all day, but bon voyage, bon voyage, also a very pivotal part of The Incredibles. Yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> he he is the the catalyst, I would say, that starts the whole downfall of the superheroes in that mm. universe. Yeah, and um, causes uh, the conflict between Mister Incredible and Two B Syndrome. Uh, so yeah, he really gets the dominoes falling. Uh, uh, and uh, to be fair, no better homage can be paid without giving him a wrestling character. You know, you know, a good you know what, French wrestling gimmick. You know what I don't understand about that film is like I, I understand Mr. Incredible not needing a sidekick, but he's with this like little kid who invented his own rocket boots. Like, surely yeah. you could use him for something. You know, I mean, it's clearly this guy's a genius. He's like what twelve and he can fly with his own boots he made. Like, why are you not having to make at least some gadgets or something? You've got a car that already about... transforms. Like, get him to make something for you. It's all about hubris, Greg. They've all got that big hubris. And, yes, uh, you, Ariel. Yes, you, yes, Ariel. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all about the so, hubris. Yeah. Let's say Bon Voyage does wrestle um, and he uses bombs in his matches. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of, of items used in matches, uh, what is too far? What is not far enough? And what would you use? For example, I think that there are a lot of uh, uh, items in wrestling that people just just pick up once and they're like, yeah, this is, this is me. Like, Jericho has a bat and, like, apparently it's got a name. Is it Lucille? Floyd. Floyd. Floyd? No, Lucille Floyd. is Walking Dead, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've also got a character on The Walking Dead that does that, Negan. Um, yes, Floyd. Why? It was because they had the whole thing going with... Uh, I'm sure it was introduced with the Matt Hardy thing because he destroyed Vanguard 1 with it. I think that might be where it started. But also, why? Again, why? I mean, I mean, like, you know, Sting has a bat and, like, other people have bats. Chairman, I would understand if chairman. you were, like, a, a, you know, like, I don't know, a, a, a baseball player has a bat. Mate, that makes sense to me. I mean, again, we're reading the man's book who basically got a sock puppet over, and it was the biggest thing right? of the attitude era. It just and then weird shit gets it, over but, in wrestling. 
okay, sure, it gets over, but it was like the first one really to get over. Other mm-hmm. bats have got over. There are other famous bats before Floyd. <laughs> Name you five. Know, Floyd is uh, Sting Bat number one. <laughs> Barb Wire baseball bat. <laughs> uh, John John Mock. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Just ask Alexa. I'm sure she'll tell you. I don't have an Alexa. Oh yeah, you got Google. This is all right. Hold on, now I've just found a Reddit thread that says baseball bats suck as a weapon in wrestling. Um, I mean, it would be useful if you could actually take a swing at your opponent's head, but you'd legit kill someone if you did that. Yeah, very much the same with like the Triple H sledgehammer thing. Yeah, it's like you know the other day when I was talking about the um, the match between Triple H and Undertaker with Shawn Michaels special guest referee. I love that match and I love NXT. On his- Top 10 list. Go check it out. Yeah, watch it, you ingrates. I also, but I, I listened to that today, and I was like, my God, I sound like a, po- I, I, I speak like a politician with a concussion. Uh, <laughs> that's what I genuinely think I sound like. <laughs> so Boris Johnson? <laughs> with a concussion. Yeah, no, the man is always concussed. Have you seen him? I think Boris Johnson is beyond politician at this point, and is just... Uh, like a frog that got very hastily turned into a man doesn't quite know what to do with itself. That's actually very fitting. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I just uh, sound like like Jer- like. Oh, you Michael, sound Michael, lovely. Don't be silly. Sound like Michael Gove got hit in the head with a steel chair. Speaking of steel chairs or weapons in wrestling, <laughs> did you find any more bats? <laughs> yeah. uh, Dusty Rhodes. Once got stripped of the United States title because he accidentally hit Jim Crockett with a baseball bat. And do you also remember the time that Sting tried to catch the bat and uh, Kurt Angle just cracked him on the head? I think I vaguely was that uh, the TNA run. I think so. It must have been. I remember um, Scott Steiner beating up. Is it like an inflatable oh, God. with a bat? Do you remember the recent one with with Sammy Callahan? No. No. Oh, I forget who it was too, but Sammy, it was, I think it was supposed to be a spot where he hits the chair like that's on the guy's neck, right? And the chair just kind of goes, bink, moves out the way and he just cracks him right on the floor. I forget who it was too, but I'm pretty sure it was like a broken orbital bone and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. Again, again, it's like baseball bats when the british guys bring a cricket bat out the triple h sledgehammer thing it's like i understand like we're supposed to think oh these are like you know incredibly deadly weapons but it's like but we all know you can't use them properly so it, it well, just kind of like, takes the takes know, the threat away it's like the cricket bat if you, like if you if you, if you had you can have any kind of weapon right you could have an, a little knife like this this is just a little bendy plastic one but the thing is, much like with a baseball bat or a sledgehammer, if you're Triple H, they'd come in like this and go, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's Took like, the hand on the on. end, just push it in. I just know that if someone, like, uh, who runs around with swords, Drew McIntyre, one of these days, he's going to hold the end of his bloody claymore and he's going to be like, ah. Well, I mean, at Elimination Chamber was the closest he actually had to, like, he, he got it out and held it up and then did the claymore, and I was like, you know, you could have just stabbed him, right? 
Imagine, <laughs> imagine fucking uh, Luke Skywalker being like. <laughs> and goes all the way through. <laughs> I was trying to protect you. You were meant to sell it. <laughs> one, one of my favorite uh, things that we used to do at the flat, and which is why, because the 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 live wrestling show I went to for my birthday uh, at the Hobbit in Southampton. Um, there was a hardcore match where this was used, and I don't know why it's not used more often in wrestling worldwide. And that is the beautiful, underappreciated baking tray. Oh, baking the trays most... are the best! Are they great. make the yeah. they he brought he brought it out from under the ring. Instant pop for me because Garrett knows we just around the flat we we'll just clonk each other around the head with a baking tray. Doesn't hurt. We we know it doesn't hurt, but it sounds sick. Because the guy just turned around and went pong, like right to his head, hit the sweet spot right in the forehead, no harm done. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. See, this is why I think an underrated type of match, like hardcore matches, the fans bring the weapons match. Because that's when you will see some <laughs> interesting stuff brought. Like, um, the... I'm gonna pitch that. I'm gonna pitch that yeah. to Reach, and I'm gonna no, be seriously. Like, can we um, do uh, at at my Unit Ten live debut? Can we please do a fans bring the weapons match? And I'll just ask you guys to bring like something mental, something like, bring, like some sugar glass bottle or something. Um, was... Osprey and Havoc have a good one in progress, and some fan had actually brought like a grandfather clock. <laughs> they brought that on the tube to the ballroom and into the ballroom for that match. Through Camden of all places. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, th- there was in this same hardcore match because one of their gimmicks was the hacker, um, as in like keyboards and such. He brought okay. a keyboard down to the ring, also a very good instrument because if you hit someone with it, key keys go everywhere. So that's like do DIY thumbtacks post. It was. Uh, yeah. it, was it like an actual hacker gimmick? It wasn't like Mad Kurt or something, was it? I uh, maybe. Was he wearing a cape when he came to the ring? No, no. Okay. Okay. I believe it was Kurt. a hoodie. I believe it was a hoodie. Um, but yeah, he did bring a keyboard to the ring, smack the guy with it, and also brought more keyboards in so he can power bomb them onto more keyboards. It was mm-hmm. great. That's also a very good weapon that I think more hardcore wrestlers should use. Yeah, just... instead of the bag of thumbtacks, just a bag of like keys. That would be great. See, yeah, oh yeah. See, when it comes to a weapon, you, you want something that is going to look cool as you're hitting them with it. Like like how with guitars, they get the cheapest one, but then fill it with like talcum powder so it look it explodes and there's a clear yeah, yeah, of smoke. Yeah. I was thought would be great. All the, yeah. all the keys flying keys. would be awesome. Yeah. I was thought a good spot that would be, given that like to bring out the thumbtacks every match is like, you know, the bag it comes in, like if someone had like, like worked it to the point that you the first hit is you hitting someone across the head with it so it just bursts open everywhere. I always Ooh. thought that would look cool, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. Well, that's that's a whole. It, it cut out for me for a second. What was it? Okay, so you know, you know when people bring out the foam tax in the bag kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always thought a cool spot to start that with, rather than just tipping it out, because people know what the bag is and what's going to be in it. Uh, just hitting someone over the head with it and having it explode with foam tax going everywhere. That'd be a cool way to introduce that to a match. I think. I don't think I've ever seen that spot done. Well, that's the whole thing with like that's the reason why like light tubes and stuff get over and like sugar glass stuff because it, 
the the impact is is a sight to behold. There's a there's a there's a sound to go with it, um, and that, that shatter effect is also you know perfect. And light tubes have that special that special like muted bang that they make when they break, and of course the pitter patter of broken glass on the floor. Like I I think that can be achieved with a lot of stuff that's a little more safe than light tubes. For sure. Key, keyboard was my example. I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like that's why things like that are a bit more popular now. Because back in the day, a steel chair shot would have done the trick, but because, and rightfully so, they can't do headshots anymore. They've lost a bit of the luster with the whole midsection to back. Whereas if you watch WWE from the 90s and someone gets cracked over the head, it still looks pretty damn devastating. But rightfully yeah, so, I... they shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where, like, let's be honest, headshots were were more rampant than people do super kicks now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, oh, every um, every week on WWE, what, uh, someone would get a chair shot to the head. Yeah. What are what what will we put? What what is our thumbtack replacement? Uh, you can't say Legos because Legos has been done and it's really good. Yeah. Um. um... I would wait enough time and then i would do i would do uh I'd, I'd roll up my bag and it's just a bunch of uh uh covid tests just to give, like, <laughs> er, er, make everyone remember you know um rip off, and then when I... you get and when you get slammed on it i then pick one up and it's it's positive so the rest of the match is me running away from him i don't um, because like him I... him being slammed and spitting on one has uh has has done that, so I have to put on a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh I'd rip off Home Alone and just get like a bag full of micro machines. Uh huh. Because oh, then because nice. then you, you you got something that's like quite nasty to step on, and then you get the whole little Pratt slip thing because you know wheels. I would go. Almost quite a classic route because uh, you know a lot of people have like a money gimmick. Uh, you see, you got Okada, Young Bucks, and uh, Shane McMahon who always bring out the notes. I say there's something about money that they're underappreciating. That's coins. Uh, see, so get a big sock full of copper and then make it look like you're going to hit him with that and be like, no, just pour it out all over the ring <laughs> instantly. Steel surface that's jack. It's like. The word escapes me, but not smooth. See, see, I'm thinking, right? Uh, after you've done that run for a while, I come in as as my gimmick is guy that is slightly richer than you, uh, and, <laughs> and I and I pour it out, and it's just loads of like credit cards. This is a Tesla club card, but you get what I mean. Oh no! Please do like membership cards and like coupon cards and stuff like that. <laughs> Because that, that would be a really hard thing to, like, do props for. Because you could get fake money. But fake credit cards, I don't know. Uh, it feels like that would probably be more expensive or a bit weird. You'd have to get, like... Because you'd want it to be, like, you know, like platinum uh, fucking Amex cards and stuff. But it's, like, really, it'd be, like... It'd be, like... Your debit card would probably be in there. And then after the match, you'd be, like, all right, no one... Hold on. Uh, uh, who's, who's, uh, whose oyster was this one? <laughs> Where's my library card? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I swear, I swear, I had, my, I had a staff ID card in here. Oh, uh, it's sort Where's... of broken and blurred. Uh, 
Where's, oh, where's my man. super drug card? I've, I've got a, I've got enough for a meal deal on that. <laughs> I'd I'd go to CEX and I'd buy uh I'd buy like thirty iPhone fours and then I'd pull <laughs> them out. Just be very conspicuous as you're paying for them. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to do it just by beeping, so you can just charge it a hundred pound every time, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, how much is an iPhone? 4? How much is an iPhone four these days? Well, how many did you say you were gonna buy? Four. Uh, a bag's worth. Well, how much do you reckon constitutes a bag's worth? You could get an iPhone four for a tenner. How much oh, is it? Okay. Spend two hundred and fifty quid on that, and you got an you got a. You got a thumbtack spot. They're they're waiting. <laughs> that's that's sorted. Um, oh wow, they're still like expensive. CX. Fuck it. Another one that I think would hurt a lot would be sand. Now yeah. hear me out, because uh, it's it's well and truly all right if it's on a beach, sure, but sand on hard surfaces, the friction is just awful, awful. I would like be. When- uh, the second you slam someone, uh, I would be on commentary and be like, "That's a million billion little rocks right in his back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when they get slammed down, like the sand around them will go up, and it will look almost sort of like an explosive sort of mm-hmm. impact. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Or All right, of... you're you're going. You're you're you've rolled out. Uh, yeah, you're 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 a heel. The face is there, selling in the in the ring, and you look under the the <coughs> apron. You look under the apron. What's what's the weapon that you've hidden there? A rake. A rake. And, uh, like like and one you... of those ones that you pull these <laughs> with. A, so a then proper what... sideshow Bob one. Yes. So what I do is whilst they're lying down, I set the rake up. So it's head facing their like leading foot. I'll leave it uh-huh. there. Stand in the turnbuckle, wait for them to get up until inevitably. Well, you know the rest. Dude, dude if someone if someone came up to me and was like, "All right, finish it," <laughs> you walk into a rake. Uh, I would be, I would be the, the, I wouldn't remember any spots from that match. I would be like, I would be just like, I can't wait to feed up. And walk into a fucking rake. <laughs> I would like, I would get told off because they'd be like, "You didn't protect your head," and I'd be like, "I'm an artist." <laughs> <laughs> like you know, if it's gonna if it's gonna happen, like it's gonna happen. Mm. He's gonna put that rake over. <laughs> I could have <laughs> everyone else could have a match with a rake to a five star, a match with a broom to a five star match. Me and a rake. Going far. <laughs> Gonna shatter the melter scale. Now, uh, Greg, what would rake. you find under the apron? Ooh, good question. Uh... Any how anything but any like household object behind you? <laughs> Let's <have a> look. <laughs> My X Files poster. I'll have that. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would make, I would get a, a figure of myself, uh, mint, mint in, no, I get a figure of the, uh, of my opponent, mint in box, right? And then while they're selling on the floor, I'd put a Sharpie in their hand and make them sign it. <laughs> uh, and then in front of everyone, 
with a signed a signed edition of, of like their thing, I just yeah, just rip it apart. Oh my god, that sounds like imagine. That sounds like my perfect gimmick. So essentially, if I get into wrestling, I'm just there because I want to meet my heroes. So every match, I'm just like, "Hello, sir. Can, can I have your <laughs> the, the, the worst, the worst part <laughs> is right in this scenario. He's probably my manager, so I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like doing my entrance, and you're like, "Oh fuck, you're wrestling fucking uh, uh Ilya Dragunov." <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Elias, sir. Big fan. <laughs> I, I was waiting at the merch you? table. I was waiting <laughs> at the merch table. You didn't come out, but oh, no, I'll just be waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of that, I think like a question I did want to ask today is what is something that used to be quite prominent back in the day in wrestling that is since kind of like not necessarily gone, or in some cases it may have, that you would like to see come back, that you feel like could have a resurgence? Because I think managers is one of the top things for me. Mm. You don't see enough managers anymore. So, so I didn't think you were going to say, do you want to see come back? So I was about to say, like, what's something you don't see anymore? And then I was going to say sexual harassment. Um, <laughs> and then you said, and then you said, and then you said, would you like to see come back? So... <laughs> Not that. Um, I could tell you were not ready that. to say something. I was like, oh, Garrett's got some kind of <laughs> sentimental insight of the good old However, days. it is also still rampant in, in wrestling anyway. So, whatever. Oh, what would I like uh, to see come back? Hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin at this year's WrestleMania. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want to say that. We had, we had a long conversation. We had a conversation about that. <laughs> Right, here's the thing. If he's happy to do it, if he's happy to come back and he's he's well and good and he's fit, fine. The thing is, you could do a match with Stone Cold and he never has to bump. No, that's what I said. You could do a match with Stone Cold, won't have to bump. He could just take the knees when he takes a stunner from Kevin. Uh, Although it's WWE, so Stone Cold will probably go over. Uh, But yeah, genuinely though, uh, managers is definitely something. It's something that's you know been happening in AEW, and it just works. Yeah. Like uh, managers and stables are t- like interconnectedness in wrestling. Heels just like being mates with heels, faces just being mates with faces, and yeah. just helping each other out. Like um, uh, Punk just was like, yeah, I'm I'm teaming with Dean just because. Just Dean? I just fucking say Dean. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making some friends today <laughs> with John Moxley. Jesus. <laughs> well, I agree. Because I, managers for me, like, especially when you look back at like the old WWF from the 80s, like I feel like AW is good with the managers, but you just don't have many that are like proper characters. Like the one that comes to mind from today would obviously be Malcolm Bivens, for example. Sure. I think more more he's along those lines. His, uh, like Bobby Heenan. What he did the other day. No. He came out with a towel that was um, uh, the John Cena towel. The like, uh, <laughs> what's John Cena towel say? Uh, never, never give up. up. It was like never give up, and then he turned it over. It was like, nah, you should. It was, oh, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I, I still can't get over the um, the Dakota Kai video he posted on Twitter like a few months back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the bust it down one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
who else has been who's been a great manager in like the past i mean obviously you've got your big ones uh who probably go down as the greatest manager of all time is paul Heyman. Mm. we don't need to talk about that because you can talk about that forever uh people who i think are underrated in the recent era i think people who put in the the most amount of work is, is people like drake maverick who with just any gimmick he, he could to the point where he would piss himself if he was asked to I was about to, to say yeah actually pissed his pants on live tv that's yeah. commitment and, right and then and then not only does that but then comes back and has one of the most compelling stories uh and then gets fired and then apparently gets rehired a couple days ago uh, yeah, he's, supposedly he's, he's back with the dub, but not in a wrestling something. role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, he's happy in that role. That, that sure. Um, who else has been a really good manager? I think Sting has been a great manager role for Derby. They're really good at making him sort of feel legitimate. Dan Lambert. Oh, I was about to say Dan Lambert. Yeah, yeah. Great promo uh, yeah. on him. Great I wasn't. Promo. I wasn't in it on the start, and I'm like, you know, when he came in with like uh, Masvidal. And people like that, I was like, okay, all right. And then Masvidal hits uh hits his his I guess signature knee because he knocked um Askren out with it and then doesn't come back. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But no, he's really good. He's really good. Yeah. Um, I'd also say um why is now the time to forget his name? Um managed Omega. Um, oh, oh Don, uh, Callis. Don Callis. Don Callis, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, Don, yeah. Don Callis has been an absolute shit heel for a while, and it's great. He's doing yeah. a good job. I think he's doing a really good job with it. Even though she's um, a great wrestling talent, Selena Vega, when she managed Andrade. Andrade, yeah. Selena, yeah, was, was... Selena was good. Uh, another person to manage the Authors of Pain, uh, Ellering, was great. Ellering was, was great. absolutely great at that. It, again, it just brings some legitimacy to it. He is legit. I think on uh, managing Cody with it with his fucking uh, what's it called? The <laughs> Glock is good, but I think um, his fucking American football style. Like, oh, like uh, like stat sheet and stuff. Yeah, you know, hiding what he's saying and stuff. Good shit, real good shit. As if you know, because that's what you do. Like if if your opponent's corner is saying something. You fuck it, you're listening in. Like that's why they cover their mouths in, in the NFL and shit like that. Good shit. Subtle shit. Makes him sort of stand out from something else. It makes it seem a little bit more legitimate as a sport as well. Uh who else has been good as a manager? I'm trying to think about people in New Japan. Rocky Romero's that does some good managing stuff over there for um, like show and yo and what about people like that? Ghetto people. when he was with Okada? He's with, he's with Jay White now, isn't he? Yeah, so he 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 turned on Okada and then went with Jay. Yeah, he's all right. He's okay. Uh, I think it's a good way of um, me uh, perhaps helping Jay get over mm-hmm. uh, as a heel with the crowd. Although Jay is just like leaps and bounds. You know, you know the story of like Jay White, how how he's not really been wrestling that long at all. Uh, no, I know. I know. I remember he's been with New Japan was like Sydney go to the dojos because you see him as a young boy in matches, don't you? At ringside. Yeah. So he was at like WrestleMania. I want to say like 27 or 26. 
before that he didn't he, he, i don't think he'd ever really watched it i think mm -hmm. he went with a mate or something watched it and he was like yeah right i'll do that and then just went and did it and and <laughs> became that uh became a fucking new japan grand slam uh champ uh, holding every title that you can is he the only uh, one to do that as well the only ever grand slam I think so. I want to say that's what they hyped it up on AEW. The only ever Grand Slam. I mean, Tanahashi's that? held the US. He just dropped the Sonata. He's held. He's held the Never. Yeah, he's held the Never Open Weight, hasn't he? He's obviously held the other two. You're the New Japan guy. But then you mate. can't. You can't actually hold the Intercontinental anymore. So, you know, there you go. And and soon enough in WWE, you won't be able to hold the you the. Which one are they going to get rid of? The Universal or the WWE? Or are they not? I don't I think they will, but I had this conversation with Oliver. If if they were to consolidate the belts, I hope that would mean they're going to bring out a new design and get rid of the crappy, boring-ass faceplate. They won't. They absolutely will not. They'll no. just go, go from like no, a red... It's, to... they, it, it feels like they're at the, the epitome of what they can design. Like they'll just make the w bigger at this point like it's not it, it's it has to be their logo right that's their it's the brand they can't unless they change the wwe logo they will not change that belt to anything lesser than a big w they make it spin uh, make honestly it spin. Make i used it to hate spin. <laughs> i used to hate the spinner but i will take it over this belt because at least it had something interesting to look at uh, uh, I don't know if it's controversial, but I never hated the spinner. Not once in my life have I ever hated the spinner. Me neither. Never. Me honestly neither. This, this people will mistake this for sarcasm. I'm being deadly serious. Dead, oh, dead <laughs> like to, to my heart. I really, I really Super like the spinner. Super serial. Cool. Not my favorite of all time. My, no. uh, my favorite was the last IWGP championship. However, even as a kid, I was like, oh, the spinner is so fucking cool. And then I grew up and I was like, wow, that spinner is so fucking cool. <laughs> well, I was I was talking to Greg about this the other day, uh, about the fact that when, when I was watching this uh, as a kid, of course, I, I was watching Doctor of Thugonomics Cena with the uh -huh. spinny belt. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, and talking about action figures earlier, unlocked a little memory because when i was a kid also i used to bring my wrestling figures around my mate's house who also had a bunch of wrestling figures and he had a ring so we'd take him around and i remember him getting cena with spinny belt but the actual belt not being able to spin the tiny one and i'd I leave being so yeah. upset I'd, I'd leave so well, upset i'd leave the house <laughs> i believe i believe certain uh figure versions of the belt did i remember i had to remember the us one the first spinner that one yeah. did, but it, was, it wasn't like you could just make it go for it. You just had to keep twisting it with your fingers. <laughs> it, 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 it kind of spun, but you just had to keep doing it. You couldn't just go, wee. Of course, as a kid, you wouldn't know what WD40 WD would be at all, so uh, uh, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't help in any way. Can, um, you, can you WWD40 plastic on plastic? WWD40. Sound like Kurt Angle right now. Jesus, <laughs> putting double W's everywhere. <laughs> hey Scott, uh, your yes. 
your wrestling figure is coming out next week. What what's in the box? What's your little my, diorama? My what's your thing? What did you come with? Let's start with a tire because I think that's important. Uh-huh. Right, I'm going to go for Scott Archer late 2021 hair, where it's short on the sides, real long, down to about here on one side. I think that will look good on a figure. It, it's got to be done, and I miss that hair a lot. Then, um, I'm thinking a vest um, into some like some like dark trousers in some dress shoes. Um, the weapon, of course, would be the rake, um, as uh-huh, I mentioned course, earlier. It has to be done. And the title in particular uh, is the Bhutan States Championship from the Dwell Network days. Uh, and that's of course. that's my whole that's my whole thing. And also you can put I come with six different hats. Um, nice. what they are is ra- what they are is randomized in every box. None of them fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all way uh, too small. I would I, I would probably um I'd come with like alternate shirts, all of them with my face on it. Um Maybe one would be like slightly ripped up, but like just enough so you can see the abs. My character would also have incredible abs. I basically just take the torso from a Finn Balor figure and then just like stick my arms on that. So they probably come up to like here. Um, uh, I would like make sure it's hairy as well. I'd be like, no, 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 like, like actual like horse hair or something like real hair coming out like so that you could like uh you could like brush the chest hair and everything yeah you know like it's got to happen it's got to happen uh, i'd obviously come with a dweller's uh dweller's cup belt and then you know like those um superhero figures that like uh come with a uh they're like part of a set so you collect them all and they each come with a bit for a big one yeah build oh, like a i would i would come there would be a big uh like robot metal arm in it that's like just a huge cool looking arm but that's it there's no there's no others to collect (laughs) i make people think that you could like build a bigger (laughs) one but i just come with a big like gundam arm (laughs) just because me me sitting there with a pacific rim arm next to me (laughs) i i think i think mine would essentially just be i i Again, go with Scott and have like actually have my long curly hair back. I would essentially just look like you know um, the knockoff Poundland wrestling figures. It'd be like the knockoff Poundland Cactus Jack. Basically, <laughs> like, the same as like, him. Re- like the the packaging <laughs> is like just as beautiful and amazing as ours, but you <laughs> your your character is like specifically like the worst plastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just like a little bit more rubbery, doesn't yeah. have any moving joints. Like, oh, no, no removable, like, shirt or anything. It's all just molded onto it, you know? Yeah, the yeah, same you, color you can, plastic as well. Yeah, you're yeah. just blue. Yeah. You're just, you're just there. You can, you can see, like, how it's blended as well. It's, like, a little bit too smooth going comes, into, like, from jacket to T-shirt. Comes with, like, the most random accessories that you would get those as well, like like a chainsaw, because, you know, uh-huh. you're allowed a chainsaw in wrestling. A ladder that is, like, smaller than the figure. Because you know, <laughs> dangerous heights there. Yeah, it it would be whatever the person in in like whatever country made this googled. They like googled wrestling and then like uh, uh, things in wrestling. So it would be like a trash can or whatever. Whatever time they googled it. So like, mm-hmm. uh, like a guardrail, just a random yeah. bit of guardrail. Yeah, a bit of guardrail. A pickaxe, an anchor. 
Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> An M16. <laughs> A lightsaber. <laughs> made little to no the, the 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 like the card around it where like because you're like plasticed on the card around it would have like uh Batman and Iron Man and Hulk Hogan on it. <laughs> none none of the pictures are you there, but you're no. there. So hang on. Uh, so just be like stuff like this just really really enough cards i would love to like go and find uh, the worst (laughs) figures that we could hey that's a good title belt though that's a good title belt yeah that one they basically stole that from jacks that's the tag title from like the old jacks line yeah classic one this, this is the one we po- I posted on our socials. So this is what I was talking about. Look, you've got like a chainsaw there. I is think that that's Kane? a... Yeah, so that's like Randy Orton, Orton Kane. Orton, Kane, Taker, Cena. Cena, yeah. Is that a better close-up? Wow. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Chainsaw, dumbbell. <laughs> not, even like a, be... not even like a, like a ladder that properly falls out. It's like a one you put against the wall like you're cleaning the windows. What is that by Taker's leg? Is that supposed to be a mic? It's is like it a microphone, spiky? but it's got spikes I... on it. I thought it was the Mace. from Cluedo. Ah, uh, uh, yes, Kane with his famous morning star. <laughs> <laughs> what I love as well, they've given them a crutch, but like it doesn't even go it's up not... to like their shoulder. It's like all the way down here. Ah, <laughs> uh, a crutch for when they visit children's <laughs> hospitals. And a most beautiful, uh, a most beautiful image, a most beautiful image. John Cena in full jeans. Yeah, Full right. Jeans. It's Full Gene jeans. Oh, what an what image! The, it's what that's the like hell a... happened there? <laughs> that's, that's Batista. I can tell it's Batista. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, a, a dog has chewed that. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it says they it's... just bought this wrestling figure from Poland. I would believe you, you could get one looking that bad. It's not. It's not yeah. like the professionally made. Let's be honest. Imagine yeah. having a body so small, but pectoral so incredibly large in comparison <laughs> to the rest of your body. And a whole. Well, to be honest, chest. like I'd pay a pound for that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah I'd pay a pound for me. that. This one comes <laughs> from a Fred Flintstone club. <laughs> collect, collect, collect them all. Collect them all. <laughs> them all. Them all. Them all. World Wrestling Entertainment presents Federation Wrestle Boxing Project Product. <laughs> World Wrestling Next Entertainment thing. presents Federation Wrestle Boxing Product. Collect them all. Collect them all. Who is I, that I, I like to how. Be? Oh, on the last one? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just like generic, generic mold. I don't think there's I many. I think it's uh, Jerry Lawler. Do you see that. it? Do you see it? Because down there, bit. right, you look at the bottom right, they've clearly got a Jake the Snake. I, got I don't two know. Two people holding snakes. Uh, that kind of looks like the, Mick they're, they're Foley snakes. to me. Look at them. That's a snake. I say that's a snake, but that looks like Mick Foley to me. Probably. I love that the sticker uh, covers up the second half of the word wrestle. So it's like Federation presents Rez. 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 
Yeah. Uh, who else have we got? Is that Sub Zero? Yeah, I, I, I feel like that one. It's just like, like Ninja Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, not just the, not just Ninja Poundland Ninjas. Poundland Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like a um, a crime fighting group. <laughs> Someone could Taylor made for England. Poundland that's Pirates. Pretty, that's pretty hype, though. Yeah, yeah. There's Ulmo Dragon there. That's at that's least not like, a bad that's, figure. That's I don't terrible. know why. I don't know why he comes with a crutch, a ladder, and a spare boot. I, I think that's going to be like a cast, but it, it's like it's like all silver. It's How a solid steel get, cast. Uh, there's no way <laughs> you can get that on the figure. There's oh, hell no. no way. <laughs> Zach Gowan. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You know, you know what? Instead of the Gundam uh, arm in mine, I just uh, every box of mine comes with a Zach Gowan leg. <laughs> I think Scott is frozen. <laughs> Scott, are you okay? The <laughs> Zach Gowan figure broke him. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh. oh dear. Wait, is that? Well, that's, that's gonna be the rock. Any, anyway, it is. It's got an eye patch, <coughs> and he's called Lex Legend. Lex Legend. Oh, huh? hey, hello. Internet shut down because, of course, it did. Oh, Lex gosh. Legend. Oh my God! What a time to come back. Well, he's got he's got like a Brahma bull on him, right? Uh, almost looks like Lesnar's weird demon logo. He's got and, an eye patch. And an eye patch, yeah. I want that. I, I Honestly, I would buy every single one of these. Uh, Greg is collecting nice figures. I would rather collect these. Major Destruction. Major Destruction. Oh. I think that's just Big Show, really, isn't it? That's just... Yeah, that's yeah. Big Show. Well, part of him's missing. Where? You see, there's a big gap in the middle there. God damn it, Scott. <laughs> I'm back. Back on the podcast, baby. Prince of Fear. I mean, that's Abyss cross with The Undertaker. Cross with Kane. Mm. Yeah. Ah, but what a, what a fun trip down Poundland Wrestlers. <sighs> okay. Um, book it, Garrett. The main event of Poundland Wrestlers WrestleMania. Um, well, I haven't got a big budget. Uh, a pound, in fact. So, <laughs> am I doing this as if as if these people were real people? Yes, the Poundland right, Wrestling well, Federation. All right, so uh, I get there, I set up the ring. I've only got three ring posts, uh, and uh, I'm hiring uh, Greg to stand as the fourth ring post. <laughs> uh, he just kind of it does this. And I like, uh, like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. Tie that one there, and then I just tie one in his belt loop. Um, All I can uh, picture major... now is someone goes into the ropes, and then basically, because I've got no weight to me, I just go with them <laughs> every time. Uh, so re- well, re- people will pop. Shit. People <laughs> will pop like, oh, they've, they've broken down the ring <laughs> again uh, because I'll because I'll paint you like entirely like red, like all the other ring posts, right? No, put uh, me in or a no, Poundland green, Poundland sickly green. <laughs> um 
yeah, with, with uh, golden pound ropes, all <laughs> painted by me, still dripping during the match. Because uh, I I just didn't I decided to paint them while I set up the ring, so it's up there, just dripping down to the floor. So when they get up to like scrape their feet, they just get like yellow on their boots. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm uh, 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 main event is Major Destruction versus Lex Legend. Oh. Uh, now nice. the problem is um uh, Lex Legend notoriously doesn't arrive until his match is on. So uh, uh I'm talking to Major Destruction and uh <laughs> and I'm trying to be like what's going on? What's how's you know uh, who's going over like what's what's what, I think you should go over Major Destruction. He says, "No, no, no, we'll just wing it. We'll just we'll do it on the fly. We'll just wing it. We'll just wing it." And I'm like, "All right." Um uh, Lex Legend doesn't show up. <laughs> and uh, Major Destruction puts on a match with you, Scott. I'm booking you against uh, Major Destruction. But it's Poundland, Scott. So it's just it's Poundland, much. Scott. It's um, uh, uh, it's Steve Archibald. Steve Bowman. Steve Bowman. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> instead of Scott Archer, it's Steve Bowman. Yeah, and I, I come out in a uh, a singlet that's really really tight. Like it looks like it's painted onto my skin. Um, of course, mm-hmm. as as is Major Destructions as well. Of course. Well, well, you you come out first. Um, the, the your music doesn't play, and instead I accidentally play um, uh, Foundations by that uh, woman from the Noughties. Yeah, after two YouTube ads. After two YouTube ads. <laughs> so, and I and I don't like I don't hit the skip button. I could have hit the skip. I could have hit the skip button, but I don't because I don't know how. So, um, I've I've continued down this rabbit hole of essentially knockoff wrestling figures, and I found uh-huh. something a little bit interesting. Uh, feel free to save us from this absolutely, match. Absolutely, absolutely. Just. just I don't know if you see that well, but just look at the fish. <laughs> but look at the eyes on it. They've like, I don't know if you can see that that very well. It's like they're like the, kind of cross-eyed. It's yeah, it's like the Benoit picture, but they've like stuck eyes on top of it. <laughs> just to be like I will say the ladder is better there. That's a better ladder. It's a, it's like a ladder, it's like a ladder going up to an attic. It's that's yeah. Lance Storm. That's the best Lance Storm. That that like of any of them, that is hundred percent Lance Storm. Yeah, I like I like the attire, I like the trunks. See that get, one. Get right. the pectorals. <laughs> Look at how fucking big Ray is. <laughs> Why is up, Ray anyway. taller than Edge? <laughs> taller than Batista. They've got the same. Oh. That's the exact same. Uh, uh, you know, chainsaw, uh, crutch, everything. Basically, same accessories. They just swap the figures out. And same, there was a, same was... dagger from Cluedo. <laughs> um, oh, it's gone. There was a there was another set I wanted to show you where you, where there was one there where it was like a bloody. Oh, there it is. So this one comes with like a, I guess it's meant to be like a bloody figure there because it yeah. goes like oh. on into his shirt. Then there's like one there where it looks like he just hasn't really got a face painted in. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think this is the blue meanie. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks a bit like Johnny Cage, actually. The guy that, on the left. So, so is that meant to be uh, uh, male Lara Croft, uh, uh, 
Which one? Brock Lesnar, if he put his face in uh, flour. And <laughs> Kane, if he loves his missus every day of the month. <laughs> There's no mic for me to facepalm against, so I'm going to have to... <laughs> oh, God. And that one on the left is definitely wearing, like, Classic Lara Croft get up, right? Oh, Look at how sure. like skin tight that is. Yeah, so like same top, same shorts. Yeah. That is Lara Croft stunt double for the wide shots. That's what that is. <laughs> lots lots of dumbbells as well. I'm noticing a lot of dumbbells in these. Um oh another chainsaw. Another chainsaw classic. gotta be done. Another yeah, crutch, classic. but this time it's life size. See that one fits. There you go. Yeah, that one. Gets hurt. Hurt. I think actually that that may be too big. She's like, like taller just, than I them. think that might be too big. <laughs> oh, oh okay, good. We design these. Also, what's what's the brand it said at the top there? Was it Boxing King Federation as well? Uh, I think so. It's just slightly cut out. Let me see if I can find. Do they do uh... figures of like? Uh, Mayweather and and um, uh, Wilder and people like that. Are like, there? Are there? Can I get? A, can I get a Gypsy like King Khan. figure? I'd get an Amir yeah. Khan one. Amir yeah. Khan seems like a sound guy. Certain toy lines that especially cater to adults will make them, but it's not like how you get like a new series with the WWE ones every month or two, where it's like a different box for every series. Like they're, they're very rare, I'd say. I think you can get ones of like Ali and Tyson and stuff like that. Yeah. The YouTube boxing generation should jump on that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just announced for the Control Your Narrative uh, promotion, uh, Austin Aries has just been announced. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Should I be putting my foot in it as I'm beginning the business? Yeah, because I don't want to work there. It's not shaping up well, is it? No. A lot of people seemingly going to work for them that I'm a bit like, really? Did you really want to bring them in? I mean, have you guys... This is another weird bit of news. It is someone who, if he hasn't joined Control Your Narrative yet, he probably will. Enzo Amore got randomly swole. Yeah, he, have you he seen got quite right. Jack, didn't he? He has a he has a very good pump on at the gym. All right, uh, like like arguably more small than um, Cass. I'd I'd say easily. I'd say from the picture I've seen, and I understand that pictures can be edited. Although I wouldn't understand why this one it's, would be. It's not edited. He has he has real good gym lighting. And he's got a, a a proper pump on for sure. Like look, you know. I love his. Tiny he's holding cut. it in. Look at that face. He's flexing. Pump. It's, it's uh, yeah, of course he's flexing. He's just worked out. He's got, he's got a fucking pump on. <laughs> like he's never been out of shape. To be fair, he's always been pretty ripped. Um, I mean, when you look at him, oh, that's horrible. Well, if you look at him there, and then with like that, yeah, he's definitely even there. Some muscle. Yeah, yeah, even there, he's never like properly out of shape, really. Yeah. He wasn't like schlubby or anything. I don't know whether uh, come show day he'd look uh, that jacked. It's very it's very difficult to look. Well, I remember you know, seeing that picture on Instagram. Pump. 
where he's like still trying to like make it, you know, like I'm very jacked now, you know? Oh, a supreme armband. Oh, that's that's just that's when you couldn't be any more stinks. of a douche. That stinks. <laughs> he's, he's probably face. Uh, I, think when he, I think when he worked like the guitar shows and stuff, he works face. So, I mean, kids, kids, uh, love Enzo and uh yeah hell one one wrestlemania when we all did the the video i did a, an enzo shtick the whole time i know it used to be entertaining and then yeah i don't, I don't know just kind of got sick of it it's a I one no act basically after that but like yeah. from the from like the thing it, it got old after a year or two they could, they could still <clears throat> go though. Uh, um, was it revi- the revival FTR that they had a match with that was really good, or was it someone else? Might have been American Alpha or someone. They had a really, really good NXT Takeover tag team match. I remember, and it was NXT Takeover London when Enzo Amore said, "If I had a pound for every time, Lardy Dan," the crowd went met. The crowd were going nuts for them. That was a whole nah 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 nah, nah big cast thing um, came out as well. They were very well, over. The 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 thing is right. They don't. They never really had to be that good in the ring. I don't think. I think no. that mm, all of their matches need to be is Enzo getting uh, the shit kicked out of him and trying to get the hot tag. You know the heel stopping the hot tag for fucking five minutes. And then finally, uh, he gets in, does a bit of stuff, fuck it, Air Enzo or whatever it is, pin one, two, three. That's all it ever needed to be. I don't think they ever. Sure, it would have been nice if they put on a, 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 a revival American Alpha classic, but I just don't think I, that was never really their shtick. And they got over as fuck to the point where, you know, they were pushed to the main roster before any other tag team was. For sure. Um, did it work out? Not really. No. I think it definitely did for Enzo. I mean, while while 205 Live was still kind of being pushed as a thing, and now it's NXT level up, but while it was still kind of a thing, he dominated that space for a while. I think that that was probably their biggest mistake is, like we just said, or like I just said, it never needed to be about work rate with them, and then they went and made a brand all about work rate. Just all about like athleticism and putting on uh, ridiculous Meltzer Beatty six star matches, um, which I say that like it's a bad thing, and then you go and look at like uh, anything Cedric, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Matthews, any of them did, and it's like oh, oof, but you went and put him on the wrong brand. He was made for Raw. He was made for Raw. Yeah. 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 And Raw was made for him. Uh, like they were a match made in heaven almost. Especially mm. now with the. Uh, I, 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 yeah, this is another thing I've said before. And sometimes uh, you feel like an echo chamber talking about WWE, but like people don't talk like this. People, pe- like I listen to a promo, say like a five minute promo by someone like someone who I know can be good outside of scripting, Drew McIntyre, right? He'd say, these cookie cutter phrases 
Uh, I'm doing good down here in hometown. Uh, I'm I'm it just here to call out so and so. So if you're not a chicken, you best done do come come down to the ring so I can we can settle this like men. Uh, and then nothing happens, and then he comes out, and well, 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 I am villain, and yeah, it's it's every raw, it's every raw, and like I said, people don't need talk like this. You can't build conflict like this every single time. Yeah, I can go on, <laughs> I can go on, but I'll leave it there. <laughs> no, I get what you mean, Scott. I understand what you said. Yeah. I even lost the initial point I was trying to make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> how, how did I get to this point every time? Enzo Amore, that's it. So, like, yeah, Enzo Amore is the kind of person who can make that promo kind of seem fresh every time because he's a wordsmith, and that's kind of what he does. Um, uh, but, yeah, Raw was just like, nope. Cruiserweight's division, I guess. Yeah. They had no idea what they were doing in that division for a long while. Uh, they, they'd put on one of the greatest matches I've ever seen, like Murphy against um, Ali. Mm. Um, especially their match at Super Showdown in Australia, the same show that I think mm. the Iconics won at. Great show that was. Um, I might actually go back and watch that and see it's if I'm show. fucking speaking out my ass. But um, yeah, put on a match like that. Or anything Cedric Alexander did. And then they were like, nah, you know what we need? We need gold dust. We need gold dust to be a cruiserweight. So they put gold dust on 205 Live. And I just don't understand. Just put on matches and just well, do wrestling. Again, this 205 Live, I'm pretty sure, was a Triple H creation originally. And then. In- what happens is Vince and the rest of his people get their hands on it, and it's just like you've just ruined it. Like, it could have been great. I mean, because it started off so well. I mean, those the Cruiserweight Classic, basically, every episode of that was just must watch wrestling for, like, as far as I was concerned. They had a Bushi and Zack Sabre Jr. in, right? Which is insane. That's so do mental. You, was it? Do you remember who won of that crop? TJP. TJP. Guy, guy, guy was meant to be like the future, <laughs> and he fizzled out dabs. quickly. He dabs. They saw that he dabs, and they were like, "That's his gimmick." Next, <laughs> they gave him that yeah. bit music as well, didn't they? I was gonna say, oh, had the yeah. whole video game thing going. Was it? Was it the first Cruiserweight Classic where the whole what sort of Champer and Gargano sort of made themselves quite known as well? Yeah, yeah, so. it was like the Just first like they had they had the match on it, and then after that they were DIY. In obviously NXT and became like basically the, the whole the whole reason to watch NXT was great. Yeah. Oh, what, what, I'm gonna have to go back and watch like, highlights of this tournament. There's a really good match. I think Greg, you uh, you because like, I wasn't gonna watch it, and then Greg, you told me about this. It's a match between I think Raul Mendoza and was it Ibushi? Where Might it's have like been. A, yeah, yeah, it's like a because. Then, because I, I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And there's this insane spot with loads of flips. I need to go back and watch this. But you told me to watch it, and I was like, stunned. Because this was like the first round or the second round. And 
yeah, and then the May Young Classic was also great as well. This, yeah, see, they need. Yeah, they need can book a good tournament when they want to, but yeah, when it comes to doing it on the main roster, it's just kind of like, what, what this, what, what is purpose? Yeah, can't, can't, UK, can't even tell you the, the King of the Ring stuff. The UK <laughs> tournament, the UK yeah. tournament was great as well. UK like, tournament was great. Just basically any tournament that's run by Triple H under NXT stuff. It was spot on. It was great. They knew how to book it. It was, was like exciting TV all the time. Must watch. And then on the main roster, it's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the biggest problem with me is that there's no follow through. When you do a tournament or you do a rumble or you do anything <laughs> with a shit ton of dudes in it, uh, you've just given yourself like, you've given yourself a crossover episode. You've given yourself a, an Avengers Infinity War, right? Where all of these stories can begin some of them can end right there but you yeah. can also be like oh shit these two uh, got a reaction or these two can tell a story now and then later down the line they can have a, a program going forward um and nothing happens in these tournaments like xavier woods gets king of the ring and then he wins he's not in any title gimmick. pictures or anything well, this is... They get there and they bring out a a, a a a king that was somewhat successful, and then nothing happens. And then they give him back Big E as well. I think I think as well it's just the fact like King of the Ring used to be a yearly event. It used to be one of their pay per views, and then now mm. it's something they only bring out every so often now, like every couple of years. Well, what was the one before? Before it, it was Barrett, right? It was Baron, wasn't it? Is that how oh, Baron yeah, became King Corbin? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I Sorry, think as well. I, what what you he goes through? He goes through on... so many different uh, uh, prefixes. Corbin now, you know what? Is, it's happy. It was sad. Next, it will be. It was King. It was Baron. Yeah, manic, depressive Corbin. I think. I think if you wanted to have a legitimacy, you you'd bring it back and then have it. Because what they did in the 80s as well when it was first the thing is people could actually challenge for the crown and scepter and then they would become the new king essentially. That's how people like Macho Man became king King Macho Man. He didn't win a king of the ring. He won it off one of the other wrestlers. He'd won it. Same with King mm. Haku and Harley Race. So yeah. At least that would be something with it rather than okay, this guy's just the king now and we just have to deal with it. Uh, it kind of be like the stick. FTW Championship or something, like in AEW, where it's just like, hey, it's our title, you can compete for it if you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, why not? Title should just be defended. It doesn't matter if it's, like, the, the main title on the show. How many other titles now have been defended on AEW television? Uh, NWA titles have been defended on there. Have any others? Uh, Impact possibly with the Impact tag title defended? defended. Might have been defended, I think, with the Good Brothers. I want to say it was. Yeah, maybe. And also Christian winning off of Kenny Omega as well. That was it. Yeah, he won the Impact title. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. It's been. A f I was there, and prove me if I'm wrong. Uh, like. NJPW US title was there a defense of that or am I being yes. crazy? Yeah, uh, Lance and Archer. Archer. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was, was uh, that where Archer won it again? 
I yeah, think it was. So. After yeah. won it off Mox. Yeah. So they've had loads of titles come through. Loads of them. Mm. Forbidden Doors a... and all that. Speaking of Forbidden Doors, are we getting a big Tony Khan happy reveal today? Well, he, he said he's... Isn't that the big thing? He said he's been in meetings regarding wanting to make this huge announcement, so trying to make something happen. We've just got no idea of what it is, and if it does, if he is allowed to do it, when he'll announce it. Maybe Usually, if it's tonight. a signing of some kind, we would hear something by now. I um, have a theory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got I theory. Know, and I know how how these have never turned out well. Okay, oh, let me get ready. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go. And and if I'm right, um, I'm gonna buy a new camera because now I have myself full screened. I look grainy as hell, so I'm going to <laughs> then. Next Bear Hug Club episode, I'm going to treat myself, spend, splash the cash, and you get to see me in high definition. I'm predicting it now. The thing that he comes out and announces is a WrestleMania caliber, maybe not WrestleMania, SummerSlam caliber arena show. A big one. What, like they've kind of done with Grand Slam before? Mm -hmm. like, a, like a we can do this level. Uh, oh, like... At double or nothing, we are selling out fifty-five thousand tickets or something stupid like that. Could be something like we're gonna do Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, could be MSG, especially because WWE are fucking scrambling for their MSG show. Yeah, do it. it's doing shit, so they're like, "Uh, oh, Brock's on it." Um, uh, please watch Goldberg, please. Or they're coming, or they're going abroad for the first time. Ooh, UK show. UK, UK show. show. UK, UK show. show. Japan as well. They could head to Japan. That could be a good shout. <laughs> I don't think they. I, I don't think they'll head to Japan. What, what What about like if they did just to do like a joint card with New Japan? They didn't joint card with New Japan. It would it would do do well. I don't think they'd. Run their own, basically. No, they wouldn't run no. their own. No, no. But they definitely go and they'd go and give people over to New Japan. I don't. I don't really know where if they'd hold it in Japan. If they, they'd probably just do it in the states, especially because New Japan are trying to big up the New Japan Strong side. Imagine a if the announcement Arabia was just show. Cody coming back. <laughs> We've signed this I... amazing free agent. <laughs> I feel like maybe that would be the, the first time I'd I'd be like, I'm content skipping dynamite this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For all that teasing. I mean at the same time, they can't help it if this has been a legit thing and then all of a sudden they do reach an agreement after all the goodbyes have been said. But I doubt that. I think I think we're more likely to see Cody appear on WWE before he's on AEW again. Mm. I you never know what could happen. Wrestling's crazy this way. Or change the narrative wrestling. New partnership with them. Yes. Yes. He's changed the narrative, you could say. Changed Ooh. the all elite <laughs> narrative. <laughs> uh, and you hear it first. Uh, uh, we're going to have Cody Rhodes versus... Austin Aries, Bron, uh, 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 
<laughs> um, who else? Je- Lance Archer versus the artist formerly known as Braun Strowman. <laughs> Adam Sher. Adam Sher or Titan. 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 Um, or EC3 versus... Uh, have they signed any women yet? No. Change the narrative wrestling. Have they got a roster page? That's that's fine. That's yeah, fine. yeah, that's a good show. No, Scott, they're trying to change the narrative, not continue. Uh, <laughs> like what's going on right now? <laughs> change is backwards. Let's oh. have a look. Let's have a look and see what their roster says. Free, so we know... free the narrative. Okay. So we know about EC3, we know about Adam Scher, Titan Strowman, Braun, uh, and we know about Austin Aries, and we know about Cody Rhodes, and we know about Brandy Rhodes. Free free the narrative. Free the narrative, not change the narrative. Well, I've, well, there's two different websites, so I saw the free narrative. Well, it's control your narrative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but then control there's one here, which is control your narrative. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah. Is control your narrative. Sorry. Sorry, EC3 and Braun, Adam Scher, Strowman, Titan... Um, oh, it's just get Tin... tickets. It's just posters. I don't think they've actually. So you carry oh, Cross is somewhat involved. Oh, oh well, I'll be. <clears throat> There's the free the narrative. I think free the narrative is just a show they're doing. Is there anyone that you recognize from that poster? Uh, not really. Oh, is that is that? Uh, oh, what's his name from? Uh, Jackson Riker. That's what Jackson Riker. No, Rager. It's, no um, yeah, that's um. I, I, I can't tell. <laughs> You're so small on my screen. Buddy Murphy. Um, who's it's, who's it's, it's not Murphy? Blake. It's Drake. It's Blake. Yeah, Blake. Blake. Yeah. Okay, it's nice to see him working. Definitely nice to see him working. He's good. Um. Oh, can I read the description real quick? Oh, dude, I can't wait yes, for the women's can. match on that show. Um. <laughs> are you born a monster, or is it just something you become? After his shocking dismissal from the corporate wrestling realm, join Adam Schur on a journey of self-discovery in his return to the ring when Schur battles EC3 in Free the Narrative 2, The Monster in Us All. I just... I just... I, I can... I just don't understand this... Like, them trying to build a whole company around this whole control of the narrative thing. Set to an original score, FTN blends professional wrestling, cinema, and harsh reality. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. I am living for this. This is great. This is, you know, the whole like Cody Rhodes being like the whole big red blooded American hero sort of thing. No, in my eyes, this it is this that's the most American thing, and I'm here for it. Absolutely. All right, so we got to control the narrative, uh, control your narrative T-shirt. But what if we just kind of like, what if we just, what if we just Bray Wyatt uh, opening <laughs> video? Themes. We live we in a society, in society and it fucking sucks. And it, and it, and it <laughs> sucks. <laughs> oh, I need. Oh my god, one they of actually these. have they they unironically have a we live in a society shirt. It's so. Oh my god. Oh, Moose. They got Moose on board and all. Whose whose shirt is the We Live in a Society one? Is it just like their shirt? Say. Um. Uh, say. Yeah. 
yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's a general control. General one. Yeah. Scroll, scroll up for me. Scroll up for me. Thank you for controlling your narrative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Antar. Thanks, Antar. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just imagining um, like uh, uh, Adam Scher's mom is on the merch table, just like, oh, thanks for controlling your narrative. Love. <laughs> hey, well, they got some gay, they got some gay, gay colors. Yeah, Paro, Paro, and then Paro. they've killed him on the next one. <laughs> Paro is death. Paro is death. The gay, the gay shirt is five dollars more. Matt rules. Hang on, if it's five dollars more, because they're going to be donating this wearable propaganda. Is hand printed by essential talent. Is that what all of them say? <laughs> I think uh, it does. I hope so. But yeah, the, it's it's literally just five dollars more because it's a rainbow flag. There's no donation to charity for that or anything. Uh oh. I don't know who Paro is. Me uh, Yeah. There you go. Yeah, this wearable propaganda. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, so it's not as problematic as we initially thought. Match rules. Good. See, Matt Cardona might appear on this. Oh, Mike Paro. I I know I actually follow him. He's cool. Matt Cardona might actually pop up here because I I know he's been working a lot with EC3 since they both left. So he might pop up here. Great shirt. Fight me. (laughs) Fight me. Free the narrative. Great shirt. Absolutely top. That's a a good one, actually. Wait, you like this? I don't like. I'd like it. I I personally think that, uh, well, like. Here's where my graphic designer eyes go in. It's I hate it, but the yeah. worst part to me is that um, it's almost blended everywhere, but the bottom left where it's just the square. Oh, like, yeah, I've just noticed that. You know, and now oh, yeah. if they, if they rounded <laughs> that off. If they rounded that off, then it would be okay. Not great, I can't, I but can't, okay. I've noticed it now. That's ruined the t-shirt for me. Oh, so you don't want it for Christmas. Yeah, I don't want it for This was just one of the posters. Like, yeah, get a poster and shirt. That's fine. And there That's you go, nice. there's Matt. So yeah, he'll probably pop up. Moose. Ah, mm-hmm. young Kevin Nash in the background. <laughs> it did, I did get a Kevin, Kevin Nash vibe from Yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, I think this is more or less everything that they have. CYN. CYN. See, it kind of sounds like sin. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all the merch they got. And you can contact yeah. them if you want. <clears throat> no. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to control your narrative, Gareth? <laughs> I, to be honest, I do, I do wish them the best. I just think it's a, a weird <laughs> capitalization on on what it should be. I don't I don't know. It's um it has a lot of connotations almost uh, with some of the people. Yeah. yeah, so but overall, wishing the best. I just I just I understand what the project trying to achieve. I just don't understand what they've actually done with this whole control the narrative thing. I think it's just a small promotion and I don't I, I sometimes I do sometimes feel bad for wrestlers that leave a big company mm-hmm. and then just take some bookings. Because yeah. sometimes they'll just want to just want to get out there and wrestle sometimes it'll just be like a mate is like hey can you come and wrestle at my promotion and it will be like you know visually to some people it will be like oh look at them they were on raw they were they were in in on wrestlemania or whatever and now they're in fucking uh, in front of 100 people but like that's just what you do 
so if their if their show is just for like a few hundred people, it's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. It's just that's like just a what wrestling is. Indie promotion, then I guess all power to them. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I. I did hear something about they were like, oh, uh, oh no, it was actually. I'll tell you where I heard it from. It was from you two because I was listening to the podcast. Um, but uh, so, something about them getting a TV deal or like holding yeah. a TV deal in, so, the, in their like back pocket. So no, what happened was they announced that um, Control Your Narrative was now going to be a wrestling brand, and when they announced it, they said a TV deal is imminent, and that usually means we ain't got one yet, but we're working on it. And probably yeah, imagine if we had one. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> That'd be crazy, right? <laughs> so, so many companies have started up saying, oh, TV deal imminent, and it never materializes. It's just them trying to make it seem like it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, TV is very different in the States, especially depending state to state. Uh, you know, you've got cable, you've got uh, like local network television. Where yeah. they could vary, you could quite easily, you can just go on like fucking, I don't know what it is, like C-SPAN or whatever, and you can just go to the your local network and be like, hey, can I have like an hour spot? And they're like, yeah, you can have 2 a.m. And then you just do a television show. Yeah. Fucking no yeah. one stops you. They're just like, yeah, go on. You can, well, I mean, you that's, can be on TV. Like, that's basically what Wayne's World is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like not just a goof for a film. That's legit how local access tv it's, it's how it, it do you know what it was a lot easier back <laughs> in the day to start a thing because there were no boundaries or people gatekeeping the thing you could just do a thing and everyone was like holy shit he's doing a thing well nowadays have... you just try doing a thing i want you to try doing a thing greg I want you to try doing it. Th- well, we're trying it right now. I guess we're doing I was gonna say this now. is what the podcast is <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> I was trying it. man <laughs> yeah but like okay, anyway, try doing a thing on TV because I mean the thing is I, I, if I'm believe I believe I'm right like the UK used to be a bit similar to that in America where you did have local TV essentially. I know. just a lot of locally produced stuff. I'm sure it was, and then it just kind of became all encompassing. I do know a lot about the TV license though. Did you have you ever seen the old adverts for TV license? Yeah. Uh, do you remember? <laughs> have you ever seen the one with the van? Uh. They were like, we own a van that knows if you're watching telly without a license. Such There's a van with a big like uh, antenna on it, yeah. and then they did a bit a bit with a guy in the van, just like at any moment we could be watching, and he's just like peering through their window at them like this, and it's like, hmm, maybe don't put that on TV. Yeah. Maybe don't put that one on. It was... That's a bit weird. It was such bullshit because they, they were claiming to have that technology pretty much all the way back when the TV license was first a thing. So you're like talking about 30s and 40s, they had a van that could just drive down the street and could tell if you're watching TV. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No. There's no way of being able to do that. <laughs> no. no way. Like today, uh, it's easy for them because they all just do it by if, when you log into iPlayer, it will ask you. And if you select no, no, if you select yes, when you haven't got a license, then they can easily get you that way. But. That magical vans that could that could detect what not only that you're watching TV, but what you were watching. No, ne- that was yeah. never possible. Even if it did today, Im- that's not. possible. Imagine if that van existed and they're like, "All right, time to go see who doesn't have a TV license in that giant high-rise flat complex." All right, point the dish at them, Trev. 
Oh god, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know as well, right? They've got no proper authority that if if one of them shows up to your door, you can legally just say no and shut the door on them. Yeah, they're, they're not they're not like official police or anything. It's like they come in and go, ah, can I just come in and check if you watch, if you've got watching TV without a license? You just go no and close the door. That's it. Yeah. Where's your warrant? TV. Yeah, they send you some. <laughs> they send you some scary letters. I remember a bunch of people at uni being like, oh, what, what am I gonna do? Just, just like, ignore them. <laughs> you move okay. house and then they never find out again. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't. Because I didn't want any more fucking letters through my door. I know I'd sent them a letter saying like I don't use anything like that, which I didn't, and I still did. Yeah, yeah. Um, me neither. I just play. I just play games, and I watch wrestling. That's about it. Well, uh, like the rule is, and like again, you you only need a license if you're watching anything that's BBC related or live TV, and I do yeah. neither of those. So, do you need a TV license to listen to the radio? I think no. technically, see, I've I've heard by a lot a lot of people that you're supposed the license is meant to cover even stuff like BBC Radio, but well, it pays for it. Yeah. But whether you, what about if you're listening to it in the car? It's weird, it'd be weird having a TV license for your car. Imagine, imagine you <laughs> accidentally, like you 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 just like go to like adjust your uh, your AC or whatever, and you just pay attention to the room, just accidentally turn on Radio One, and then just just as you turn. The There's the guy there. in the van. There's the van with the dish. And they're like, <laughs> We oh, know. <laughs> I see you're watching TV there. You're, you're going you're going fucking 70 down the motorway. And he's just like the 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 bit on the van opens, a guy with a fucking <laughs> and just drives away. Basically, I mean, if you're watching shit without a license, you better fucking watch out. Yeah. I mean, apparently it's gonna be a thing of the past soon because they're supposed to be trying to get them to scrap it come 2027 um, and they're trying to look for a different very bad idea. I think so. Well, it's the stupidest thing for a long time. Why they didn't go into streaming earlier and then why... Because they have the BBC have so much product, right? Mm -hmm. Doctor Who is like, makes so much money it, it and it can easily make more. Uh, that Sherlock series fucking does gangbusters. Don't they own? Pe is, do they own Peaky Blinders? Yeah, that's I their product. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like come the fuck on. Just put that all that shit instead of uh, renting it out to Netflix. You just put all that in your own thing. Well, make that's what it fucking Britbox global. Is. Yeah, it's too little, too late, and Britbox is shit. <laughs> it's too little, too well, late, and if you use Britbox, it's shit. No, I've heard it's shit. I mean, the, the the word is like they want to scrap it, and the one they are going to let them come up with a new way of doing it. And the idea was to basically have it like a subscription fee, so you would essentially pay X amount a month to be able to watch BBC on your telly, if you could get that to work. Well, they're going to have to put an infrastructure to to stop people from doing I, that see i feel like they should have got rid of the license fee a long time ago personally because like would anyone really care if they started running adverts i know a lot of people I would at first actually, but would people really care the uh, very much uh, uh uh not a wrestling conversation anymore but I uh, we'll, we'll end it after this this is all i'm personally <laughs> of the thought that the the bbc as we have it our our uh, broadcasting company while in, especially in recent years, you know, with Tory donors and whatnot, um, tarnishing its legacy, still, it is one of the greatest institutions we have ever created. And I don't think scrapping a license fee or getting rid of it or putting adverts on it is the right way to go. Um, it's, it's the kind of thing where, like, when people talk about 
state-funded media, right? And they talk about it as a negative. We're very much often contrary to that. However, through mismanagement, sometimes you do watch it in the morning, uh, BBC News, and it's just like, it's just like, you know, Boris Johnson has, has fucked up a billion times and they're just like, God, did you see this guy? I like we needed the appropriate chip buddy. <laughs> yeah, sure. For all um, listeners, uh, Greg should put on the young men yell at clouds bit. And for audio <laughs> listeners, thank God that you're here after the Poundland action figure bit that we did earlier, which was mostly visual. Um, <laughs> th- um, uh, but you must have gotten the idea. Um, but yeah, on the topic of advertisements, I think if if BBC let some adverts in, I think that's a slippery slope. And I it got me thinking today, in fact, because I was with a new guy at work who's a massive American football fan. Like he like he he coaches the Uni of Southampton American football team. Um, like really cool stuff. He, uh, we had we got into a conversation about the Super Bowl. And I was like, yeah, I've already wanted to sit for an entire thing, but it's a little bit tough. And he's like, yeah, I totally understand that because he likes it for the American football. But it's the it's the fact that it's an ad show. It's no longer an American football show. And I think even Americans are aware of this. Like, well, that's the yeah, thing. When, when, when stuff comes out about it, especially over here, it's more about what the best adverts were and what the halftime show was rather than what the actual like American football action was. So I don't, yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah. And it's a slippery slope from the point where the BBC start letting ads in to then it being mostly ads. Um, I mean, heck if, if anyone remembers uh, the world cup, I can't remember which one, but it was a uh, America versus England as um, Gerard scored the goal. The, uh, there was an issue with ITV where they accidentally played an advert mid-game by accident, and it happened <laughs> to miss England's only goal of the game. I remember it so well because my very London family were very London mad. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, no. I mean, the thing is though, like even if they did, and obviously things like that aside, the Brit- the UK is still pretty strict on how ads work, even on like channels that use adverts. Whereas America is a bit like the land of the lawless. Like, it, it, like there was a report shown in America that they would actually speed up certain programs by about 10% just to fit more adverts in. Really? Fun. Yeah, so par- apparently, apparently, like, if you watch a repeat of, say, Seinfeld, some people did notice it was, like, it felt a bit off, and apparently that what, what they would do is, like, speed it up by 10% again so they could get through bits quicker just to put another ad break in there. Whereas over here, it is a bit more regulated and controlled about how it's done. Yeah, like like um. So in America, there is like no clear distinction of like when a program cuts the ad, it will just literally jump into it. Whereas in the UK, there is actually like clear breaks if you look to yeah. show that okay, this is your program, this is the advert, blah blah blah. So and I, think, I think that the the adverts is not it is not the main thing. It's more like the adverts themselves, sure, but it's who you're beholden to. It's more like um you'd be selling BBC news, right? You'd be selling mm-hmm. uh, all of these things would be beholden to what's going on. And it, to be honest, you know, they've tried it with fucking GB news and shit and it hasn't really worked. Uh, but you end up, you end up 
giving a shit about ratings, right? And then you end up platforming people that don't need to be platformed and shouldn't be platformed. You see it on other channels in the UK quite often, um, especially, you know, on, on places like Fox News in the US. But even here, Piers Morgan gets put on fucking TV all the time. And I don't, I you know, the BBC turning into that as well. They're they're almost like the measuring stick for the rest of the the British channels. You know, I think personally, I think Channel Four has a great news um, organization, and I feel that if the standard of the BBC were to slip even more, and they were to sell and be sort of beholden to ads and whatnot, everything gets dragged down. You know. Where where a, a a rising tide raises all boats, so does fucking uh, someone with a a big hungry thirsty capitalist with a big cartoony straw going <laughs> uh, lowers all boats. Yeah, I, I did just do that, be... by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> give that, please. Give that. Thank you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I thought you were about to say big, comically large mustache as well, but that would have been apt too. I was just picturing the Monopoly man doing exactly that sucking motion. Um, but yeah, it, it, this does kind of roll into wrestling as well because all I could picture throughout the entire like debate of when does something become ad-driven or platform-driven is just mid-entrance at like a WrestleMania say. Um, Alexa Bissell could be coming out and it's like, and this event is sponsored by Snickers. And he's just like, oh, okay, there goes my. My favorite yeah. is when Michael Cole uh, is doing it about something he knows nothing about. It was at 33 that he was like, and this is brought, to, uh, the, the New Day's entrance is brought to you by Final Fantasy 14. You can play <laughs> as, uh, uh, and, um, <laughs> live, live your, live your fantasy. <laughs> right, boys. Time to go home. Yep. Yes. Time to wrap up. Uh, well, thank you for joining us on this very all over the place episode of the Wednesday Night Paul. But hey, it was fun. I enjoyed it, boys. If you want to come check us out over at the socials, it's the Bear Hook Club podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hook Pod Instagram, and Bear Hook Club on Twitter, and Bear Hook Pod.wixsite.com forward slash Bear Hook club network um we'll, we'll hopefully then catch you on friday gary you gonna be doing one on friday because i'm not here i should be fine for friday i think parkour is off uh so i should be fine it's possible that i might be heading into uh to plymouth for uh helping set up the uh reach sellout show at the Guildhall plymouth this saturday very good Scott, anything you want to plug? <laughs> um, I hear there's some sellout show at in Plymouth. Uh, keep an eye out for the letter picker. Um, he's the biggest this baby guy. face in the company. He's a, he's, he's gonna be a star someday. He's gonna be a star okay. kid. Because here's the thing, right? Because I'll be because I'll be uh, wearing you know uh, their their colors and like their logo. There's a high probability that some kid is going to be like, can you sign my program? And I'm going to sign the shit out of that program. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll leave no room for anything else. I'm going to be like, G. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, oh, wait, no, my wrestling name isn't Garrett. Uh, J. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, get down with them. 
eye level and just be like, you see this face? This one right here. This one is going to be the biggest face in wrestling. Mark I'm going to be goddamn word, child. the Reach Academy champion. And then I'm going to be the Reach supplementary champion. And then I'm going to be the Reach tag team champion. And then I'm going to be the Reach heavyweight champion. In that order, probably. Maybe all at the same time. Fuck it. You're going to be their triple crown. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to triple myself on the, belt on the collector. Unit 10 show. Go for the belt collector run. <laughs> I'm going to uh, start bringing in the dwell, the dwell Championship, and they'll be like, oh, <laughs> what is that? And they'll be like, another promotion I work for. And they'll be like, you've been here 10 <laughs> sessions. And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be like, I used to wrestle in London. <laughs> <laughs> just really like jail bait them <laughs> like, <laughs> like jealousy just jealousy them in just like yeah yeah no uh, i i still have this i still oh i'm still champ they've i had such a legacy they've no one's taken me off it yet they had to close down the company because literally no one was on my level <laughs> no no one could draw but me and one day i was off doing another show and no one came <laughs> right yeah. uh goodbye gentlemen goodbye. Uh, oh shit yeah this thing ah my shoulder <laughs> i'll just do one arm my my other arm is up